Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Friday, July 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri's elected officials will be closely watching an unusual August election in Ohio. It centers on making it more difficult to amend the state's constitution. Hopefully they'll see it go down in flames in uh, Ohio and the renewed effort will be pretty weak here. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on how the Buckeye State's decision could influence next year's Missouri General Assembly session. An excessive heat warning for the St. Louis and Quincy areas remains in effect. The National Weather Service says the official temperatures for St. Louis, Columbia, and Quincy yesterday hit 100 degrees. It's the first time that occurred in all three areas on the same day in a decade. That is people doing what they can to beat the heat. St. Louis Public Radio's Brian Munoz spoke with people attempting to stay cool at the Dunn Marquette Recreation Center in Dutchtown. My name is Shanae Williams. I live in the Dutchtown area, and I'm here with my son, Detroit. My noodle floating away. My noodle that way. I kind of heard on the radio as I was driving that today was going to be a hot scorcher day. So I was like, well, let's go out today and do some uh, learn to swim. So thought, like, let's get in the water. That's something we can do to have fun and stay cool at the same time. Look, I tell anybody, you want to stay on my good side, keep me cool and keep me fed. So (laughs) I'll be your friend. I'm in the shade. I'm not hot. And if I get too, too hot, I can definitely get in the pool and I always have some H2O to keep me hydrated. We can expect that scene to be repeated at pools throughout the St. Louis and Quincy regions today. In Rolla, the temperatures will approach the record for July 28th. That's 100 degrees set in 1999. The elderly and newborns are particularly susceptible to weather-related illnesses like heat stroke. So are people experiencing homelessness. AmeriCorps St. Louis is offering a refuge at its location in Soulard, where development manager Tim Elwell is expecting about 40 people today. When someone comes here for the cooling center, we're able to uh, give them some ice-cold water, some snacks, and some meals that we have prepped. So they're able to get out of the heat a little bit. The National Weather Service says some relief could arrive tomorrow and even more Sunday through Tuesday as a cold front moves through. In other news, St. Louis area residents are a step closer to being included in a federal program that compensates people who become sick because of federal nuclear weapons testing. The U.S. Senate has approved the proposal as an amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. The overall bill needs another Senate vote and approval by the House. The amendment from Senator Josh Hawley comes after an investigation by the Missouri Independent, Muckrock, and the Associated Press. It found the federal government and private companies did not fully look into the amount of contamination from developing the first nuclear bomb. Some St. Louis County locations still have not been fully cleared of radioactive material. The amendment seeks to expand a program that already covers people who lived in parts of the Southwest when atomic weapons were tested in that part of the country. Doctors from Washington University say fewer medical school graduates have applied for the school's OBGYN residency program since Missouri enacted an almost total abortion ban. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports doctors say they think it's because students are concerned they will not receive the necessary training. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Missouri outlawed almost all abortions. David Eisenberg is an OBGYN with Washington University. He told St. Louis on the air all prospective residents he's interviewed since then have brought up the state's ban. We are one of the top 10 OBGYN residency training programs in the country. Every year that I have been a faculty member since 2009, we have seen an increasing number of applicants until the fall of 2022 when we saw a 10% decrease. The Association of American Medical Colleges earlier this year found states with near-total bans saw a more than 10% decrease in OBGYN residency applicants. There was a 5% decrease in states with no abortion bans. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. In roughly one month, Missouri drivers who commit traffic offenses will face an additional penalty if they are also texting. Lawmakers approved the legislation this past session. Currently, Missouri is only one of two states without a complete ban on texting while driving. Representative Michael Burton says he does not believe the law goes far enough to curb phone use. I think that um, that if a law enforcement officer sees somebody with a device in their hands, they should be able to pull them over. So I think it needs to, to go a little further. The new law goes into effect August 28th. Burton is on the latest episode of Politically Speaking that's available at stlpr.org. A former vehicle inspector for the Missouri State Highway Patrol will spend 15 months in prison for taking thousands in cash bribes. A federal judge has also ordered 67-year-old Larry Conrad to do 100 hours of community service and pay a $20,000 fine. Conrad admitted in April that he took more than $14,000 in bribes to falsify vehicle inspection reports. Federal prosecutors say he certified one vehicle as passing inspection, even though it was too damaged to be driven. Missouri Republicans will try again next year to place a measure on the ballot making the state constitution more difficult to amend. But a big test of whether that idea has appeal is set to take place in Ohio. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports on why Missouri elected officials are closely watching what happens in the Buckeye State. Missouri Republicans almost put an item on the 2024 ballot raising the threshold to amend the Constitution. Critics of the move have noted that similar proposals failed in heavily Republican states such as Arkansas. But GOP House Speaker Pro Tem Mike Henderson is not ready to concede that any measure making it harder to amend the Constitution will fail in Missouri. We feel like people are getting taken advantage of that at the ballot box. We want to raise that threshold, change laws all you want, but the Constitution is a pretty sacred document. Even though Missouri lawmakers failed this year to get something on the 2024 ballot restricting enactment of constitutional amendments, a big test on whether it's worth it to try again next year will soon take place in Ohio. Voters will ultimately decide on August 8th whether to, among other things, raise the bar to amend the Constitution from a simple majority to 60 percent. Christopher Devine is a political science professor at the University of Dayton, and he says that the unusual timing of the vote is no coincidence. These same folks made it illegal last year to hold August elections, except for case of financial emergencies, and now they brought 
in August election back, costing $15 million, I think pretty clearly because the uh, abortion measure is getting on the ballot in November, they're trying to raise a threshold before that vote happens. If that sounds familiar, it's because Missouri Republicans, including House Speaker Dean Plocker, have openly stated that raising the threshold here is also aimed at making it harder to enact a constitutional amendment legalizing abortion. And while Devine has said Republicans have mirrored Henderson's argument of trying to make it harder for, quote, special interests to amend the Constitution, there's little doubt of linkage between raising the amendment threshold and scuttling amendments protecting abortion access. We've had these controversies for 15 years about as proponents of issue one are saying, out-of-state interests buying their way into Constitution. That's that's the main argument they're using. That's not about abortion to say this is why issue one should be passed. Well, that's been going on for 15 years. Uh, for that matter, we've had the set of standards in, in place since uh, Ohio first got um, the ability to vote on constitutional amendments 100 years ago. Because the ballot item on constitutional amendments is going to voters in Ohio during the summer of an odd-numbered year, Devine says it's likely that turnout will be low. And that presents something of a quandary for abortion rights opponents, trying to rally backers of making the Constitution more difficult to amend, also risk galvanizing proponents of abortion rights to defeat the measure. Missouri Democratic State Representative Ashley Ani of Platt County says if Ohio voters reject efforts to make the Constitution more difficult to amend, she's hoping that Missouri Republicans take the hint. Hopefully they'll see it go down in flames in uh, Ohio and the renewed effort will be pretty weak here. But Ani's colleague, Democratic State Representative Michael Burton of Lakeshire, expects Ohio's results to have no impact on Missouri Republicans. I think they're going to keep going for it. I think they're going to keep going for the initiative petition process. For Devine's part, Ohio's upcoming vote on raising the threshold to amend the Constitution may prompt abortion rights opponents to change strategies on ways to counteract ballot items, expanding the procedure's availability. Largely, Republicans uh, we're talking about here around the country are looking for some ways to to, uh, stop abortion from being legalized in many of these states, especially given that we've seen voters um, rejecting uh, pro-life amendments, essentially, uh, in conservative states like Kentucky and Kansas. Regardless of what happens on August 8th, Ohioans will vote on the future of abortion access later this year. And if backers of a Missouri abortion legalization amendment get enough signatures next year, that vote will likely occur in November 2024. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.